Hi friends, this is Dr. Vijay. Welcome to Health and Wellness Podcast. And in Oncologist vs. Oncologist, we are going to discuss about penile cancers this week as a part of Men's Health Week. So, uh, penile cancer is a rare male genital cancer and due to its sensitive nature, it isn't talked about often. But still, it is the most common, uh, usually seen in developing countries of Asia, particularly in India. It most commonly affects the head of the penis or foreskin, but can sometimes even progress to within the penis uh, structure also. Although it most commonly affects men in their 50s, it can be seen as early as 20 to 30 years too. And the most common form of it is squamous cell carcinoma of the penis, but other rarer types of cancers such as melanoma and sarcoma do exist. So to have a brief discussion about this topic as a part of Men's Health Week, we have with us Dr. Ajay Chanakya Vallabhneni, Consultant Surgical Oncologist and Robotic Surgeon working for Kim's Hospital, Sikindrabad. Welcome Dr. Ajay Chanakya. Hi Vijay. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. It's uh, my pleasure to be a part of this. It's our pleasure too. Uh, so Chanakya, we are discussing about penile cancer and as is termed in our books as that is a, mentioned as a rare cancer, but we are actually seeing it more often. So, what's your take on it being considered a rare cancer? Yeah, penile cancer is uncommon, though it has widespread uh, demographic variation across the globe. Uh, it is quite rare in the western population compared to that of Asians and particularly in India. Uh, this variability is uh, mainly attributed to the hygienic practices, the cultural and religious beliefs. And uh, but though uncommon, but when diagnosed, it takes uh, a toll, uh, psychological toll on the patient. And uh, it can delay the uh, delay seeking medical advice. The patient may delay seeking medical advice, and uh, this delay can be attributed to the embarrassment or taboo or guilt, fear, ignorance, and even in some cases personal neglect. Yeah. Right, right. Hmm. And uh, people need to be well aware of these symptoms and risk factors to seek medical help at appropriate time. Vijay, can you? List a few risk factors of, of penile cancer. Right, Chanakya. As you have rightly said that the risk factors for penile cancer are uh, much more and people need to be aware of the risk factors so that at least if something of it is there, they can at least get diagnosed in early stage. So most commonly, as I have already mentioned, it is mostly seen in the elderly age group that is more than 50 years of age, particularly if the patients are suffering from phimosis. Phimosis means the actual loose foreskin which is there, if it can't be retracted back, that is called as phimosis. And this is a ris actual risk factor for developing penile cancer. So usually uh, if there is circumcision, uh, which usually uh, is particularly common in certain communities in India, uh, as we see according to data, if there is a neonatal circumcision, the penile carcinoma risks are very less. But suppose if circumcision is done in a uh, later stage, that is in the adult stage, it seems not to have a protective effect like in the case of neonates. That is one point. And second thing is frequent infections, which we term as balanitis, chronic inflammation, sometimes smoking, poor hygiene, and sexually transmitted diseases, particularly like human papillomavirus and HIV. Human papillomavirus is actually more attributed. Suppose 80% of the cases are usually related to human papillomavirus infections. And suppose if the patient is suffering from HIV, then increased risk of penile cancer is almost up to eight times. So uh, once we 
uh, once i have actually when after I, after speaking about the risk factors for penile cancer i do want to know like what are the common symptoms which usually patient do present with and in your uh, clinical practice ajay being uh, being aware of the symptoms is of uh, uh, importance because a delay in the it causes a delay in the diagnosis and therapy which also affects the likelihood of survival and also limits the ability to retain the functional aspect of the organ and uh, among the symptoms primordial is the most common symptoms which can go well uh, unaware and unnoticed and uh, next common symptom is a ulcer or a stone which is stubborn to heal and uh, in a few instances it can be associated with bleeding and foul smell Right. improper stream of urine is one more common symptom which uh, which the patient can notice and uh, if the if the lesion has spread to the uh, lymph nodes swelling in the groin is the most common symptom and and when the spread is uh, further up uh, involving the other group of lymph nodes and in a few certain uh, instances uh, instances involvement of other organs the symptoms and signs are less specific and conspicuous and uh, this warrants uh, evaluation and workup of uh, workup of other organs vijay can you elaborate the investigations for workup right so whenever a patient walks into my opd like everyone else we first take a proper history like we'll ask the symptoms and their in a chronological order and then we have to do a good physical examination like right from if at all there is an ulcer or anything we need to see the characteristics of it and if there are any local lymph nodes spread and everything that needs to be examined evaluated very well post that if there is a doubt definitely a punch biopsy will have to be taken or sometimes even an excisional or a kind of incisional biopsy where the tissue diagnosis is more important one to know whether there is any disease or not two if at all there is disease we need to know what type is it and also what grade is it so according to this we can go ahead with further investigations like usually in case of penile cancers we usually see certain premalignant conditions as well if there are premalignant situations we can uh, we can just go ahead with only either uh, observation i think you uh, we'll get into the details of surgical aspects in the next half of the of our talk but just pertaining to my question related to workup after the biopsy i will go ahead with an ultrasound of the inguinal area to see if there are any enlarged lymph nodes or not if at all there are enlarged lymph nodes to know the characteristic of the lymph node whether it is whether they are just uh, enlarged only because of some infection or really they are involved because of the cancer effect suppose if the lymph nodes in the inguinal area that is in the groin area which we normally term it as if those lymph nodes are enlarged then definitely we need to do a ct scan of the abdomen and pelvis because once the lymph nodes are involved in the groin area the next the next landing zone is only within the pelvis so we have to evaluate whether the pelvic nodes are also enlarged or not because that has an implication in the treatment part so if if i just put it in a simpler way good physical examination is important followed by a biopsy for tissue diagnosis followed by a local ultrasound and also ct scan of abdomen and pelvis to just to evaluate the local part suppose if at all the patient has symptoms such as cough or breathlessness or if we are suspecting that the disease has got distant spread and all then pet scan would be definitely helpful in this kind of scenarios so having uh, said this like talking about the workup so after the workup is done suppose if uh, the surgery has to be planned like what what are the aims of treatment surgical treatment and if at all you are planning surgery what does it entail is that that penis has to be removed in all the cases or what what is your uh, answer for this ajay yeah 
surgery for penile cancer has two entities one surgery of the penis per se and then the draining lymph node to start with surgery of the penis our main emphasis is to do an oncologically safe and sound procedure along with delivering a functionally and cosmetically acceptable result uh, by saying the functionally and cosmetically i mean to have a enough phallus to uh, to have a upright upright micturation uh, and then uh, uh, to have a, sat- a satisfactory coital experience and uh, the extent of the surgery depends on the expanse of the disease Hopefully, with the better understanding of the pathophysiology and uh, the availability of uh, advanced artillery, both in investigating and operative fronts, many penile preservation surgeries are now advocated and even practiced. Right. Uh, they include uh, like circumcision, uh, circumcision, limited excision surgeries, most micrographic surgeries, gazal ablation, and these are mainly favored in. Uh, early lesions uh, with favorable histo- histological features like uh, in situ cancers t lesions t1 with grade 1 and grade 2 lesions and a few in the prenatal preservation strategies even radiation therapy plays a pivotal role but all said and done surgical amputation is still the gold standard and uh, mainly the conventional and contemporary prenatal amputation include our partial penectomies and total penectomies which are usually advocated nowadays for large and high grade tumors which invade uh, deeper structures like urethra corpora uh, corpora cavernosa but whenever possible penile preservation uh, surgeries needs to be given an option for the patient before uh, they jump in for conventional contemporary penile amputation right, right this covers one half of the surgical story the other half involving the management of inguinal lymph nodes vijay can you throw a light on the management of the lymph nodes in penile cancers right sanakya the way how you have mentioned about the penile preserving approaches this in a similar way even in the inguinal area also oncological surgeries have come down from radical surgeries to minimal invasive and even the modified uh, everything has come down to a only limited extent by even preserving the functional outcome even preserving the oncological satisfactory clearance of uh, related to the oncology aspect so when it comes to lymph nodes the only reason of removing the lymph nodes is because always in in any cancer cancer spreads either via lymphatics or via blood stream so if it is via lymphatics the local regional lymph nodes have to be evaluated first and they have to be taken care of because that is the first landing zone of the disease from the main organ so uh, if suppose if the lymph nodes are not palpable on a clinical examination or if they are negative on an ultrasound but still if the factors related to the primary tumor that is on the penis if the tumor is large enough or if there are certain other criteria which we take into consideration in those cases we definitely have to address the lymph nodes one either by dynamic sentinel lymph node biopsy which is nothing but we will be injecting some dye around the penis and see whatever lymph node is actually taking up this has to be done only for patients where the nodes are not palpable and the disease is also early and these lymph nodes have to be sent for frozen section analysis that is actually in the popular terms called as live biopsy wherein if we see that there are any nodes are positive then we will go ahead with a formal radical dissection why are we actually doing this only thing is the first lymph node if it is negative 
we feel if the first lymph node is negative then the rest, the rest of the remaining lymph nodes would also be negative sentinel actually means like a guard near the gate so that is that is the main concept behind doing a sentinel lymph node di- dissection and usually this has to be done on both the sides of the groins like both on right and the left side because then it's being a central organ both the lymph nodes have to be addressed on either side suppose if if this availability of sentinel lymph node is not there uh, in certain kind of uh, interior areas where the surgeries are being done in those situations we have to formally address the lymph nodes either by a superficial inguinal lymph node dissection that means only removing the upper area of the fat send it for frozen section analysis that is only at the time of surgery and see if the lymph nodes are positive if at all they are positive then definitely on that side we need to do a radical inguinal block dissection so this is with regard to the inguinal dissection but suppose if on the uh, upfront if we are seeing a nodal positivity on the inguinal inguinal area and on the ct scan if we are finding certain uh, pelvic lymph nodes also there are certain other treatments which have to be given prior to the surgery along with that even pelvic lymph node clearance has to be done so the next important thing about this is the timing of lymph node dissection whether you need to do at the time of primary uh, surgery like uh, while you are operating the penis or you want to give some time and late operate at a later date there was lot of controversy previously but now uh, the with the evidence it suggests that only in case of certain situations observation can be a option but otherwise most of the times it has lymph nodes have to be addressed in some or the other way be it sentinel lymph node be it superficial dissection but some or the other way some certain kind of uh, dissection has to be done to know evaluate the node my my under the microscope that is pathologically whether unilateral or bilateral so i have told you because penis being a central organ both the sides have to be addressed simultaneously and pelvic lymph nodes also suppose sometimes there are certain situations where pelvic lymph nodes may not be enlarged on a ct scan but still we have to uh, go ahead and operate the pelvic lymph node dissection in certain situations like suppose if on a frozen section analysis if we see that there are more than 3 or 4 nodes are positive on the inguinal zone so the next we have to go a step ahead uh, and remove the rest of the lymph nodes that, which is obviously in the pelvis so it's just like going wide ahead doing a wide excision in a primary surgery if at all there is cancer we leave a margin and we cut the normal tissue in the similar way in the lymph nodes also when we are going and removing the lymph nodes the next basin has to be cleared so that we need to know whether the involvement of those lymph nodes have also occurred or not so uh, this is the way how the lymph nodes are actually addressed so ajay i just want to know because uh, because of the experience with the normal inguinal lymph node dissection and as is mentioned even in the books related to skin necrosis and all and particularly flap issues so have you had got any experience with minimal invasive procedures particularly for lymph node dissection yes vijay uh minimal access surgery for lymph nodes uh, there are two modalities uh, with the recent advance of robotics be it either video endoscopic inguinal lymph node dissection or robotic assisted inguinal lymph node dissection uh, both have the advantages of uh, lesser morbid rate and faster recovery rate uh, these are mainly favored in low volume nodal disease rather than high volume disease uh, for still uh, the better oncologically sound surgeries for high volume disease are open uh, conventional open surgeries but low volume the nodal disease yes minimal access is an option be it uh, either video endoscopy or robotic assisted okay. and in my personal preference uh, versus uh, wheel versus ra- railed 
I am more skewed towards uh, robotic assisted inguinal lymph node dissection because it uh, offers dexterous arms which uh, helps us to maneuver the uh, maneuver better and uh, give a better oncological clearance okay. to the nose. Right. And uh, that almost covers most of our surgical implications and perspectives. Coming to the other modalities, Vijay, can you run down on them and uh, their timing with respect to the surgery? Right. Uh, so, we have uh, spoken about surgical aspects of penile cancers in detail and actually surgery has got a, got a major role in penile cancers. So, uh, there are certain situations where other modalities of treatment have to be used, particularly as you have also already mentioned in case of penile preservation strategies, radiation has got an equally good role in certain scenarios. And when it comes to chemotherapy uh, situations wherein the pelvic lymph nodes are positive from before, right from the initial part of uh, investigation, in the workup, if we see that the pelvic lymph nodes are positive or, it, or if at all there are fixed nodes in the groin area, that is the lymph nodes are large enough and maybe uh, they are fixed to the surrounding structures where, you, where the resection may not be possible or even if at all the surgery has to be, even if the surgery is possible, it may lead to greater morbidity. So in those situations, we will give neoadjuvant chemotherapy, that is chemotherapy prior to surgery with an intent of cure. In this situation, we can use chemotherapy. And coming to radiation, uh, if the pelvic loads are positive, apart from the uh, penile preservation uh, indication, the second indication is if the pelvic loads are positive, yes, radiation still has to be considered. So, I think uh, this is the only situation where we can use chemotherapy, particularly if the disease is localized. If at all it has spread elsewhere, then definitely in case of palliative situations, palliative chemotherapy has anyways got a role to slow down the disease process but not to cure the disease. As in the same time, suppose if there are bone metastasis or something, definitely radiation has also got a role in curing, reducing the pain related to the bone metastasis. So having said this, uh, Ajay, I just want to know because when we are doing a penile preservation surgery or even if we are keeping the patient for observation in, with respect to inguinal lymph nodes, if at all we have to do, or even if they have performed the surgery, what is the importance of follow-up and what should be the follow-up schedule in penile cancers? Yes, Vijay. Regular timely follow-up checkups are to be mandated and to be emphasized because identification of any recurrences at an early stage, uh, the cancer can still be salvaged and these are curable cancers. So, identification at an early stage uh, can cure disease uh, and if we can intervene at that point of time. That's that the uh, follow-up pattern should be regular timely checkups need to be done every three monthly in the first year and then every six monthly. Uh, the follow-up uh, investigations include good physical examination of the primary and the landing uh, secondary site and then ultrasonography and if any doubt then go for higher investigations like CT and uh, that helps the patient because these are very curable cancers and uh, that needs to be emphasized the patient needs to be aware of that that these are curable cancers and hence any recurrence can be in between and uh, still the prognosis is good right right so uh, the take home points after this particular conversation is that penile cancers need not be stigmatized and any uh, risk factors if at all they are there or if they have any symptoms related to that definitely they have to meet a local at least a local physician to go ahead and basic workup and even there are doesn't mean that every penile cancer needs to be amputated the penis has to be amputated totally there are multiple penile preservation surgeries also happening 
so uh, the crux of it is early diagnosis leads to better cure better function and better surgical outcome also right ajay yes vijay very much that you have summarized it uh, nicely uh, to keep it as a take home message right right so uh, thank you so much for joining chanakya we would like to have to you have you again and again uh, in our future conversations also thank you vijay the honor is mine thank you so much so that's all my friends for this week thank you for joining us next next week we'll come up with a better topic and with a great discussion thank you for listening thank you listen a disclaimer alert from health and wellness podcast the topics which we are discussing by my colleagues and me on this platform are only to create awareness and a kind of patient information purpose this should not be taken for treatment guidance and any doubt or any query related to any of the topics or if someone is suffering from these particular issues the treatment has to be taken under strict vigilance by a doctor and not entirely depend on the topics discussed in on this platform thank you mm-hmm.